Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey guys, uh, welcome to today's episode of our podcast. We're so glad you're here. Today's going to be a great day. We're really, uh, we're really excited about the topic what we're going to talk about today. Um, we just got off vacation. Yeah, yeah, we did. We yep. had a week away at the beach in the camper. Um, we were right on the water, um, or close as we could get to the water, and I had some fun stuff to do while we were there. And um, it was a it was a good trip. It was not the relaxing vacation. I think we've come to determined that the days of our relaxing, sitting by the lake, letting the kids just play in the water in the woods is done. I mean, they, they're kind of bored with just our little, you know, paddle Well, they boarding. don't enjoy kayaking anymore. No, and, and paddle boarding and, and all paddle that. Boarding, and we love that. Yeah. So if it's like a weekend, it's fine. Yeah. Just a few days, but a, a week-long vacation. So we went to the beach. We went to Myrtle Beach. And uh, man, we had we had a blast. So it um, beautiful weather is a little cool, which is kind of nice at the beach. Yeah. And um, so anyway, now we're back yeah. back to life. But something happened at the beach that just kind of we noticed. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day we we needed to get some. It's starting to get cooler here, so we needed to get the kids some clothes because even the ones Colby wore today. I don't know why he didn't wear new stuff, but he walked out the door and he, I'm seeing his ank- like two inches of his ankles. <laughs> his pants just he he grew. So um, we had to get some clothes. So we found an outlet mall over there and. Um, main you know we did we went and got the kids some clothes and then Josie wanted to go walk around and spend money so she's a true female true female and so we had the motor home with us and so I didn't mean that as a sexist remark no she she likes to shop I I really don't like it I really don't enjoy shopping I enjoy buying I I go (laughs) with a purpose in my list but she liked to just walk around she had money in her pocket that was burning a hole in her pocket so she had to she really wanted to do that so um, and you, you were kind of tired. And I was like, well, I tell you what, why don't you and Colby just hang out in the motor home? He's not into just walking around like that either. And I will, uh, until we found the Rawlings store. Yes. Yes. He different. liked that. But I was like, why don't you just hang out here and I'll take her. We'll walk around and I, my, and I said, well, I'll trade you. You take him to the beach and mm-hmm. I'll get a nap. And anyway, so negotiation in marriage yes. is not a bad thing all the time. <laughs> so we, uh, we did that and while we were walking around, it was just Josie and, and I were walking. And um, so, you know, before this year, I have just felt, you know, pretty safe in in wherever we've gone and not really mm-hmm. thought too much about it. But, you know, we were on our way up and I was like, okay, let's don't stop in this town. I hear there's riots there and let's not go, you know, and there's mm-hmm. more awareness. And, and I've started carrying pepper spray. And we were at the outlet mall and walking around and I'm walking around this outside mall with Josie with me, my 11 year old pretty little girl. And I'm sitting here carrying pepper spray in my hand, like just mm-hmm. out of my purse. It's, it's very visible. And I'm walking around looking and there's around one store we were going to go into. There was this guy who was just kind of lingering around the outside of the store. I mean, maybe, you know, just a, a normal guy just standing. He was probably waiting on his wife to get it done yeah. shopping. And, but, my antennas are up. I'm just watching. I'm like, are we going to get shoved in a van somewhere? You know, and so I'm walking around this outlet mall with pepper spray. And I came back and I was like, golly, I, it's crazy how I am walking around everywhere now. If I leave my house, even in our, what I feel is a pretty safe community, I'm always, I always have my antennas up. 
mm-hmm. and just being aware of my situation mm-hmm. um, more than I ever have. And and it was it made us start thinking about this topic that we're going to talk about today on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So situational awareness in life, especially if you're a if you're a lady and you're out, I don't think guys are as situationally aware like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to in the day and age we live. And it got us to thinking, can situational awareness be helpful in our marriage mm. without the pepper spray? Right. right. <laughs> so that's the question and the topic we want to talk about today. Can this type of situational awareness help us in our marriage? All right. We call this segment Lightning Round. Colby? I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. You answer as many of them as you can in under a minute. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. About experience. If you could give $100 to a charity, which charity would you give it to? Which charity? <laughs> you don't know anybody named Charity? Okay. <laughs> How would you design a treehouse? Um, 50 meters in the air and... <laughs> would it have something fun in it? A 50 meter slide. A 50 meter <laughs> slide. That's good. So you can get out of it. Okay. Um... If you wrote a book, what would it be about? Um, me playing baseball. Oh, yeah, that's good. If you drew anything that came to your head, what would you draw right now? Football logos. But <laughs> you do that all day long, every day. <laughs> yes, All right, does. if you designed clothes, what would they look like? <laughs> um, football clothes. Football clothes, okay. <laughs> Pretend you're a chef and tell me about your restaurant. What foods do you serve? Italian food. Italian. Ah, oh, man. I'm coming to your yummy. restaurant. Me too. Good job. Now, can you go make me some Italian food? <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are talking about how situ- situational awareness um, is a good thing in life, um, especially if you're you're just trying to stay safe in life and you, you need to be aware of where you are. Um, and how does that work in marriage? Can it benefit our marriage to be situationally aware? And does that, I mean, that sounds a little strange, but. So does that mean if I'm walking into a room in our house, I need to know where you are so yes. you don't jump out and No, scare so me. you don't jump out and scare <laughs> me. You do that all the time. <laughs> yes. So for anybody listening who doesn't know our family, Daniel likes to prank. And he likes to, if, if Colby, if one of them's about to walk in a room, he'll hide behind a door and jump out and scare him. And he's done it to me a few times. And <laughs> a few well, times. Yeah. Early, I'm like, I'm, thank the Lord we have kids now so he can prank them and not me. <laughs> Listen, if I have to wait behind a door or under a bed for five, ten minutes yeah. to get a good scare, it's yes. in my economy, yes. it's well worth it. So, yes, yeah, situational awareness <laughs> does help. But that's like, not what we're talking about. No, no, you, no. <laughs> Uh, Back on track, I'm sorry. Okay, so this is talking about in our marriage, how can we be aware of each other? How can we live in a, in such a way that we're paying attention to our spouse mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what they're thinking and what they're feeling? Because if we don't, we can find ourselves thinking things are great and they're giving off all the vibes, they're saying all the words and we're not hearing them and we're not seeing and mm. we're not aware of our surroundings and aware of what's happening to the point that we find ourselves on the outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I saw this uh, meme on, it was on 
Facebook or something the other day that talked about situational awareness. This guy's walking and he's got his phone in his hand and mm-hmm. it's obvious he's scrolling and he's scrolling and he's walking and he walks right into a pool, <laughs> like a like a, a coin wishing pool thing uh-huh. out in public and he doesn't see it and everybody dies laughing. And yeah. that's, that's kind of a good picture of what happens in marriage is we get so... F- we let our guard down. We don't realize where we are. And we're distracted. We're distracted and we don't see what we need to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's so, when we get in trouble, end up in, in a you know, coin fountain. Soaking found. wet in a coin fountain. So as you've probably noticed if you've listened to our podcast, there's a lot that we can learn from Little League Baseball. And there's a lot we have. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to do air quotes. I'm a coach on Colby's <laughs> team. Now, what's funny is I played ball in, you know, rec ball. I played middle school ball up uh, through like ninth, ninth grade or something. And um, and so, and I loved, and I love baseball. And Bonnie, you played softball growing up. But I'm, um, but, but listen, when they asked me to be a coach, it's because they needed a third person. Yeah. And um, I'm really the chaplain on the team. And, um, and so I love baseball and I love coaching the kids, but I don't, so you teach them how to pray that the ball goes far when they hit pray it. that we win <laughs> games. That's what <laughs> yeah. I teach them to do. Yeah. And so anyway, so I'm learning, um, as much as these kids are. And so, and we're kind of in this instructional league, uh, league. Yeah. It's more like a, it's more like a baseball academy than it is I mean, even as a team travel team type thing. And so anyway, um, well on the team, one of the things we're trying to teach the kids is to take in the information that the other team is giving you. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I'm playing out in the field and the batter keeps hitting the ball to right field, then what? He's swinging early. And if I'm playing second base or I'm playing center field or right field or where, I need to I need to make the adjustment, right? Yeah. Notice what's happening. Or, or the pitcher, if he's doing certain tendencies – Take the information you're being given and make adjustments. And play off of it. Yeah, and play off of it because they're not going to come out and say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a pull hitter, so I'm going to hit it over here." So you're going to want to shift. Yeah, they're not going to say that, and they may not even know it, especially at this age. And so that's a great concept for our marriage: is that we need to take the information our spouse is giving us, whether they're aware of it or unaware of it. Mm And then we can make adjustments. And this can save us in our marriage. It could save us a lot of headaches. We can correct mistakes before they're even mistakes. Mm -hmm. We can head off a lot of issues in our marriage if we're situationally aware enough. Mm -hmm. And so many couples get into a bad spot in their marriage, and it happens usually slowly over time or if it happens quickly. That, that we could head that off yeah. if we'll just continually be aware of our situation and surroundings in our marriage and what's going on with our spouse or what's mm-hmm. going on with us or what's the climate like in the home and why is the climate that way? You know, so if we're in our home and it's, it, it's cold, then what am I going to do? Oh, wow, it's cold in here. I'm going to notice that. And then I'm going to go over to the thermostat and I'm going to make an adjustment. I just did that. It was freezing in here and realized the heat was completely off. It was 67 degrees. I'm like, uh, I think I need to turn on the heat. Yeah, exactly. And if we could only do that relationally, boy, man, what would that do for our marriage? Yeah. And so, um, so to answer our question, how can situational awareness be translated in our marriage? 
Well, I think the first thing is that we, like you, like a baseball player, we read the information that your spouse is giving you. Mm-hmm. And that means you've got to look for it. Mm. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of times somebody's not going to say, hey, right field, I'm about to hit the ball to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our marriage, there are a lot of nonverbal cues that people give off mm-hmm. that say, it's cold in here. Mm-hmm. It's a little chilly in here, and I, I'm not want to talk to you. And I know early in our marriage, I've gotten better now at expressing things verbally, but early in our marriage, I would want you, I I would just give you the cold shoulder and expect you to track it down and figure Mm -hmm. it out. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not fair one for me to do that, but you got good at saying, Hey, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And I was giving off a vibe, a very real vibe. And our spouses, our spouse will give off a vibe. Mm -hmm. You can know if it's cold or hot or neutral in your relationship based on the vibe your spouse is giving you. And mm-hmm. is there something wrong? And sometimes in my problem is I'd say nothing and you'd have to keep <laughs> digging. Mm-hmm. But if there is that vibe, you need to keep digging. There's something going on. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a vibe. There's a, you know, there's nonverbal clues and cues that are being given off all the time, whether you're looking for them or not, your spouse is walking around giving off a vibe and You've got to be aware of what it is and and try to figure out okay is is she is he off is there a- yeah if you're in an if you're in a conversation or an argument and your spouse just just checks out and says i'm 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 done and walks out okay what do i what do I need to be aware of there okay am I communicating right am I mm-hmm. communicating in a way that why did they just disengage mm-hmm. and and then do some some investigation, investigative yeah. work in figuring out what is it about your communication pattern or habit in that conversation that made them want to disengage, especially if that's a pattern. Yeah. If you see that often, we'll then adjust, fix it, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I agree. The first thing is we've got to read the information, uh, find out the climate, what's going on, and you, sometimes you have to look for it. Um there's times they may not even know the source of the problem. Yeah. But there's times that if I do the investigative work, I could help you find what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, um, so we have to have situational awareness. So there's a great example that we've gone through recently mm. in our, in our family with situational awareness. So We've, uh, if you've listened to any of these podcasts, you know that at the beginning of the quarantine, we got what we affectionately call a quarantine dog. So we got Charlie. So Charlie came into our family as a baby puppy and we thought he was going to be eight pounds. He's like 16 pounds. So he's much bigger than we thought, but Charlie's a sweet dog. He's got a sweet disposition. He, um, thinks Bonnie hung the moon and he will not leave her. Yes, he will not leave her. It's actually really cute to see him with Bonnie. Um, but the kids, so our kids at the time we got him were, were eight and 10. Now they're nine and 11, but they, um, I think they thought that Charlie was a stuffed animal, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and they would play with him like that. And Charlie did not like that. We've been telling them and telling them and trying to say, if you keep hovering over him like that and hugging him and picking him up while he's sleeping he doesn't like it and he would start growling at them and of course they thought that was funny and they would continue to hug him in a certain way or kind of get in his face or do those things that not like overtly mean but just stuff that didn't make charlie feel safe and he's growling at him and we're like guys you can't do that 
in other words, be situationally aware. If he's growling at you, you're doing something he doesn't like. So stop. So stop. Well, they didn't stop. And a couple of days this week, Charlie snapped at him for the first time mm-hmm. and nipped at him. And it scared the mess out of him. And now we were faced to the point, okay, guys, what do we do? We have options here. Mm-hmm. Either we give the dog away, and of course they started crying, and they started, you know, no, no, no. Or, you know, you can't have a relationship with him now mm-hmm. because I can't have my dog snapping at you, and it's not his fault. And and so it's kind of like that. that we, they had to be, they needed to be situationally aware of what they were doing to Charlie and when he starts growling, oh, change your behavior. Change the way you're interacting mm-hmm. with him. So if your spouse is growling at you, <laughs> change the way you're interacting with them. Change your behavior. Yeah. Um, and we can do this a couple of ways, a number of ways, I think. First off is the actually the easiest. Your spouse might be just directly telling you mm-hmm. what the issue is. They might just be coming out and telling you. So actually listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. Yeah, and then don't 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 just say okay. I heard what they're saying, but whatever. You've got to process that and hear them. Actually, hear them and and uh, you know say okay. They're telling me something, and don't just dismiss it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't don't think. Oh no, you're not right. Don't be so set in your stance on it that you can't um, see their vantage point. Because mm-hmm. um, you're that's it's not going to help the relationship. The second thing is if they're not just coming out and telling you stuff, um, then pay attention um, to them emotionally. Have they pulled back from you emotionally? Mm-hmm. Have they disengaged from you emotionally? Because that's a sign and there's probably a reason why. Um, just like with Charlie, if he's growling. Well, people typically process um, the discomfort in a relationship two different one of two different ways. They either become aggressive mm-hmm. and start trying to put off the signal of growling at you, mm-hmm. or they run and hide. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, our other dog would go and hide other, under, when our kids were tiny. She would was older. They would pull at her, and he would. She would go and hide under the couch, mm-hmm. and because she didn't want to engage at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when Charlie's trying to growl, and so so, and that's so true with in life with relationships. We're either going to growl and push back and give, you know, be aggressive, or we're going to just disengage altogether. Mm-hmm. And both are equally dysfunctional in a relationship. Yeah. So pay attention to that, and then try to get some answers from that, and and uh, and you can. Next, I think kind of goes with both of these. Try to notice what triggers them. Mm-hmm. So if they're growling at you or if they're pulling back and if they're going and hiding under the bed, <laughs> then um, then try to no- notice what happened to trigger that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it hasn't gotten to the point to where they're so cut off from you that it doesn't take a trigger. Just you trigger them, your presence. That You hope you haven't gotten to that point. But if, if, uh, but if you notice them disengaging or them... Engage overly engaging with you. What triggered it? Mm-hmm. You know. So if they go to the the sink and they're like, oh, okay, well, there's a sink full of dishes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do the dishes a little bit more. Maybe yeah. that would help them. Yeah. And uh, that's a, a you know kind of a simple example, but, but that's what we need to do. We yeah. need to notice what triggers them, mm-hmm. and so that's the awareness part. Here's the second thing today. We have to be, we have to take the information they're giving us and then make the adjustments. So on the baseball field, if I notice they're hitting in a certain place, 
I don't need to just stand where I am. I need to move where they're hitting it so mm-hmm. I can be in position to make a play on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be the same thing in our marriage. Make the adjustments. What keeps us, Bonnie, from making these adjustments? Well, I think a couple of possibilities there. One, we're not aware of ourselves. We're not willing to take responsibility for our side of it. And because a lot of times we go into defense mode. We are we are hardwired to be self-protective. And so a lot of times if there's something going on and I, I see you're mad at me, my first response is to, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's your problem? Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. the problem. You're the problem. And our pride keeps us from looking deeper at ourselves and taking responsibility for our side of it. And that's, a, that's really hard. Um, either one, we're not aware at all, mm-hmm. or two, we are aware, but we're not humble enough to, um, we feel like if I give here, if I change, then I'm having to give up my, you know, the upper hand in the relationship or I, I'm losing mm-hmm. or, but we've already gotten ourselves in a situation where we're setting ourselves up for a win-lose and our, our spouse is the opponent and that's not mm-hmm. a good place to be in the relationship. But our pride can keep us from even taking, even if we've got a small part in it, our pride can keep us from doing that and saying, okay, you're worth more to me than me being right. Mm-hmm. Or you're worth more to me than me giving up this thing that I love, or I love you more. Mm-hmm. Or you're worth more to me than the dishes sitting in the sink and the 10 minutes I was just sitting on the couch scrolling when I could have been doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. So um, it's that I got to make some changes. And that's hard. We don't want to change. We want to change the person sitting across from us. Mm-hmm. That's our natural bent. Mm-hmm. Boy, we can sure see that in, in election season and every post on social media. You're right. So if you're, you know, if you're one of those people who you're just not seeing your fault in it, then um, go back and listen to our podcast on um, the other side of me mm-hmm. um, or the uh, the podcast that, where we talked about the number one rule mm-hmm. in marriage. Um, we talked about self-awareness on some podcasts um, because we need to be self-aware. And, um, and if we're if we're stuck in that place to where, listen, I can't, I just can't lose. Meaning I, if I, I know I've got my stuff, but if I don't change their stuff, then I'm, you know. And, and, and we've said this before, there's no such thing as win-lose yeah. um, position in marriage. It's got to be win-win it's, or the marriage loses. Mm-hmm. If I win and you lose an argument, it doesn't help the marriage at all. Right. Well, when we when we say make the adjustments, well, when your spouse is giving you certain vibes, and when you take the information, look at the situation. When your spouse is giving you that information, when we say make adjustments, we're not saying correct your spouse. No. Mm-mm. What we're saying is, own my part. I've got to own my part of it. And if I see the information you're giving me, and it's hurting you, if I'm hurting you, or if I'm, you know, hard to live with, or if I'm just, you know whatever, I've got to be willing to make adjustments on my end and be willing to take steps towards you Mm -hmm. and sacrifice myself for the sake of let's reconcile. Let's Mm -hmm. figure out what's going on, you know, and be willing to approach your spouse and say, Hey, I'm getting these vibes and I want to work through this with you. If I'm Mm -hmm. doing something, I, I need to know it so that I can 
correct it because you're obviously not happy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I mean, the, the illustration of baseball breaks down here, as all illustrations eventually do. But um, a lot of times in marriage, if I notice something that's going on and I'm aware and I become aware of it and I make an adjustment on my end, I mean, there's a high percentage that it's going to fix the issue that you have, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so do it. Yeah. Make uh, Be so situationally aware. Notice what's going on. Take the information your spouse is is giving you, whether intentionally or in an unintentionally, and then investigate what adjustments do I need to make to correct what's going on. And I think you can head off a lot of arguments, a lot of tension in your marriage relationship if we can do that simple thing. Well, and I think a lot of the key to that, as always, is um, in marriage, a big thing is is humility. And, and the Lord tells us to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will He will lift you up. He will exalt you. Um, and we've got to be willing to humble ourselves enough in the relationship to see our side, see what we're doing, be situationally aware and serve our spouse how that however that I mean being aware of your needs is one way that I can walk in mm-hmm. um, humility and to serve you and love you um, is being aware yeah yep. well we hope you enjoy the episode today and we hope you enjoy this podcast if you do please share it with share it with your friends um, it's uh, a ministry that we want to uh, that we feel very passionate about for helping marriages so share it uh, if you see it on social media, share that. And um, and if there's anything you'd like for us to talk about, any topics or you have any questions, feel free to email us at info, I-N-F-O, at themarriageadventure.com. Y'all have a great time, and we'll look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.